Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I'm Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. Harbaugh Watch continues as we've got the latest on the Michigan football coach. Plus, we break down the latest performances from the basketball and hockey teams. That and more on Wolverine Confidential. All right, guys, good to be talking with you here on Tuesday morning, January 25th. You know, first, a farewell to Allie, our editor here at the Wolverine Confidential Podcast, always, you know, took our this raw audio and, and cleaned it up a little bit and disseminated it to you listeners. And she is, she's, she's not leaving her job, but she's moving on to other more important projects. You know, she didn't tell us this until, until now. So we, we, it would have been nice to shout her out on the previous episode that she would have actually listened to. My guess is she's done listening to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast forever. Um, she will take <laughs> her knowledge of all things Michigan athletics, the most knowledgeable, you know, Wolverine in, in uh, Toronto. Is it Toronto? Somewhere in Canada. Montreal. Come on, man. There you go. I knew Zook would be on top of it. You know, if you're a hockey fan, you just automatically have a knowledge of Canada that <laughs> surpasses most Americans. So, yeah, farewell to Ali and welcome, Megan. So, yeah, nothing will change for for you listeners, but just wanted to wanted to give that shout out. So, yeah, here we are. You know, what a week after our last podcast, and has anything changed with Jim Harbaugh and oh, the Harbaugh fatigue is setting in? Mm. Yeah, I, I, you summed it up perfectly, Snook. Um, No, nothing has changed. Uh, rumors continue to come out about him in the NFL. Nothing concrete, nothing sure. In fact, the last 24 hours, there have been more teams thrown out there. Minnesota Vikings have been rumored to be involved for him. His name came up, gosh, a few days ago with the New York Giants. I mean, he's been linked to the Bears before, but it seems like they're probably going away from that that route. Um, but the Raiders seem to be the most obvious pick at this point. So nothing, nothing has changed in that regard. And there's been no, you know, legitimate report out there, you know, citing legitimate sources that have Harbaugh going to the NFL. But I will say this, you know, the longer this drags on, the more you wonder if, you know, Jim is, you know, preparing or, or certainly getting closer to an, an exit for the NFL. Now, I'm not saying he's going to go. I still lean toward him staying at Michigan and, and returning for the 2022 season. But at this point, the longer this drags on, you know, the, the more you, you start to wonder, you know, and there's been no indication, at least from Michigan, that a new contract has been agreed to or signed. We shall see here. And I will say this, I, I did FOIA for Jim Harbaugh's contract, the one he signed last year. And it's important to point out, you know, he agreed to a MOU, a memorandum of understanding. It's essentially a schedule, a contract back in January, he didn't actually sign that contract until the third week of September. So the season had started before he actually signed his new deal. I think that was just more or less, I think, Michigan trying to get ahead of the ball with some certain technicalities. But either way, no new deal has been agreed to either. It's, I mean, if you want Jim Harbaugh as your coach, you can get him. 
he's not coaching right now. I mean, he's doing his job for Michigan, but as opposed to if you're interested in some coach that was, you know, in the conference or, uh, you know, coaching in the playoffs, you know, potentially this past weekend, not saying you couldn't have interviewed him lead, leading up to them. I think I saw maybe one of the Bills coaches did an interview last week, but, you know, to really, really sit down and have extended conversations, you know, you probably had to wait till that team was done. So if you're interested in someone on one of these four teams remaining, it'd be the same thing. But, you know, if the Raiders wanted Harbaugh, the offer could be made and it could be accepted. Really, it could have been done anytime since since the NFL season ended. And, and so that, that's that's. That's a key point right there. I mean, the Raiders season has been done for over a week. And I feel like if Al Davis really wanted to back the Brinks truck and Harbaugh was his number one guy, it could, it could have been done by now. But now that maybe it's, it looks like the Raiders are interviewing, looking at other candidates too. And now all of a sudden, oh, Harbaugh's linked to the Vikings. He's linked to the Dolphins again with Stephen Ross. And it's like, all right, well, like who's linking Harbaugh to these teams now? It's like, all right, is the interest dying down with the Raiders? And now he still wants more like his name out there. I don't know. So like, it's, I, I don't know how much genuine interest there is in NFL teams in Harbaugh right now. There's probably some interest, but is he their top candidate? I, I'm not really sure. So yeah, I mean, it, at, at this point it's, it's kind of getting tiresome here. Like let's, let, but I, I, who knows how long this should take if there's no, no, none of these teams have filled their coaching vacancies yet. So right. we'll, we'll see it's, where it goes. It's important to point out too, the GM search doesn't matter in this situation too, because a lot of these teams typically hire GM first and then hire a coach second. Um, you know, and if you're Jim Harbaugh, you're certainly interested in who you're going to work for and or work with. And he's in a lot more control too. Like Jim you would is. think, yeah, you would think. So I, I think that makes a difference too. And it's important to point out that Las Vegas Raiders have not hired a GM. I think the Giants have, I don't know if the Bears have or not, correct me if I'm wrong. So some of these teams haven't hired GMs yet too. And that, that certainly is a lot in a lot, of, most of these situations, it's the first domino to fall and then the head coach comes second. So it's, a, you know, I thought something might be wrapped up by the weekend you're still a lot of these teams are taking their time with these hires so it might be another week or two before this thing really kind of comes to a close and we find out whether or not you know jim harbaugh is gonna you know stay or, or go to the nfl did we say it's gonna be like a week last week <laughs> then here we are yeah. again isn't it wild how in college there's a coaching vacancy and you got wackos on message boards tracking flights trying to figure out who's interviewing in the nfl the team official team account tweets we just interviewed <laughs> Bill's assistant. But here's his resume. Here's like it's like my gosh. No, the transparency that, is is it's funny. Part of that is requ- I'm not required, but you, you mentioned the transparency. If you interview, if an NFL franchise interviews another head coach at the NFL level, they have to ask actually you know, ask for permission from right. that team to interview mm-hmm. them. So it's going to get out anyway, whether it's, you know, through a reporter, whether the case may be. So a lot of these teams have decided to take in the, the route of transparency and just, you know, like you said, announcing that they've interviewed a candidate. Now with Jim Harbaugh, it's a little bit different story. They don't have to ask, necessarily ask for permission from mm-hmm. anyone. They can just essentially just go to him and, you know, either do an interview, you know, behind the scenes or they could do one formally, in which case they may announce it or put it out there. But there's no, there's no guarantee that they're going to either. And I think NFL teams have to interview a certain amount of candidates for for their coaching positions too and i think yeah. some will have to be like minority candidates too because of the Rooney rule but I, Cor- correct I and i think college could could take a page out of the nfl playbook in this regard instead of all the the secrecy i mean these guys are under contract too and you got players that are more invested in a program with their scholarship situation and recruits so yeah, here we are all right they so that, that they would kill all the headhunting firms so <laughs> there you go behind <laughs> the scenes guys that make all that money trying to negotiate backdoor deals anyway i digress absolutely well that's our hardball update uh, for what it's worth let's move on to some some basketball talk the women's team they played last night monday night at chrysler beat purdue 79 
66. You know, now the, what is this, one fifth straight win for the Wolverines after their their only Big Ten loss so far at Nebraska. You know, just a typical game for Nas Hillman, 32 points, 12 rebounds. You know, just a, a team effort all around. Again, three or 14 for from three for the team, and it doesn't matter. I mean, that's, that's one of the major differences between the men's and women's team right now is that one needs to hit those outside shots to win, the other doesn't. So now Michigan, you know, improves to 17 and two, eight and one overall. They're number seven in the country, and it really sets up a huge stretch coming up here. A little two-game stretch Thursday at Ohio State. Uh, already beat the Buckeyes handily at home, but you know they'll be out for revenge. They're ranked number 22. And then a team ranked currently number six, but you know it could could change by the time they play again. But it's Monday night at home against Indiana. Who's um, undefeated in Big Ten play too, aren't they? They are. So that'll be, I mean, this is just two, two huge games in a row that you, know, you figure will have major impact on the Big Ten race. And as we've said here before, the women have never won the Big Ten regular season title rarely even sniffed it. Um, and, you know, last year, even with all they did in the NCAA tournament, you know, success in the Big Ten tournament and in the Big Ten regular season is has just not really been there. And again, I should point out that Indiana program is currently on pause. They haven't played since January 16th. Their next game is supposed to be Michigan because they've already already postponed the game Thursday at Illinois. So that's something to to monitor whether that, that game happens or not. But as of now, it's, it's still on the schedule, has not been postponed. The men played uh most recently on sunday i was there in bloomington michigan won 80 to 62 you know jumped out in a good start and you know led by eight at half doubled that a few minutes into the second half and then you know never really never seriously in jeopardy so this is now two games in a row you know the folks that want to say ah the first one it was maryland you know it was at home any team can have one great game well now it's two now it's two Red hot shooting, baby. And against Indiana team that's been playing really well lately. I mean, they got some talent there. They're going to be really good in a couple of years, I think. All yeah, right. no, absolutely. I mean, they just come off, yeah, one of the, the biggest wins uh, in, in recent years, knocking off Purdue. I mean, they, they just, they went at Nebraska. They hadn't won, you know, a, a, a Big Ten road game. Uh, they'd won, lost like eight or nine of those in a row, or any road game, I should say. And then Purdue, they hadn't won eight or nine tries. And then Michigan, they hadn't, they'd lost eight in a row. And But that one, they could not stop. They could not end that streak. Michigan, Michigan rolls. Hunter Dickinson was very good again. You know, and it wasn't just inside and, and with his passing like it was against Maryland. This was, he was, you know, he had a few threes and some mid-range jumpers, you know, in addition to the inside scoring and the passing. So he finishes with 25 and nine and, you know, Caleb Houston, second game in a row, you know, he hits four threes one night or three, I guess. And then five, five on Sunday, five of seven from three. And the team makes 11. And it's funny, like as soon as I write about Eli Brooks carrying maybe too much of a load, you get two games in a row where it's it's perfect. He he doesn't need to score. You know he's capable of more offensively, but you know, he can just be a guy out there, part of the part of the team, not not carrying it. And that's what Michigan needs. And you know, you know who kind of the stars are, the leading scorers are gonna be. And it shouldn't necessarily be him, at least not every night. So yeah, you know, you get you get steady play from your stars, you know, the role players step up and then it's kind of interchangeable parts. I mean, Terrence Williams, 10 points off the bench in the first half the other night, you know, Frankie Collins can give you good minutes. Brandon Johns came back. Like it, it is starting to come together for this team and now they get Northwestern at home. And as long as they don't, uh, you know, sleep on them, which, you know, Michigan state maybe did and, and got beat by him at home, you know, that they, they puts them in a great position to head into that game in East Lansing with a little bit more momentum. Are nine and seven teams susceptible to trap games? Is that a thing? <laughs> That's a great <laughs> With point. With Michigan State on the you know the horizon, 
yeah, you sure you wouldn't you wouldn't think so. It's just that if you if you say like, oh, this is our season right now, we have to turn it around. We have to protect home court when you play Maryland, and then it's like, all right, you know, same thing, Indiana. We got to keep this rolling. Now it's like you could see how a team could exhale, but you know they they shouldn't. And again, Northwestern is just not not particularly good. But Michigan State gave more of a a blip. But you know, I will note like they just got blown out at Purdue. But you know, Wisconsin they lose by six. Maryland they lose in overtime. Ohio State by eight, Penn State by four, Michigan State the first time they lost by six. They've got other overtime losses and close. Like maybe they're better than their record indi- indicates is my point, but still a team that that Michigan should handle. So we'll see. And it could would certainly change the narrative from if you recall the last time they were supposed to play Michigan State before the the COVID outbreak. It was like oh my god, Michigan's in desperation mode. Like they're going to get crushed. And now it's like oh. They've got they've got a they've got some some juice going into this game potentially. So but yeah, that's Saturday, the the first game, Northwestern Wednesday night. And then hockey, Zook, I I checked the score. I saw I saw what they did at Minnesota. I feel like on the road, not a terrible outcome, but you know, you probably watched a little more closely than I did. Yeah, no, I mean, going on the road against a very, very talented Minnesota team and, you know, four of six points, definitely, definitely a win there for, for Michigan. Blew a, a third period lead on, on Friday night and then another five minute major, which Michigan has had a real issue with this year. It seems like every other game they're, they're getting a guy kicked out because of a five minute major. And, and when you take a major, you could score as many times, the other team can score as many times as they want, but they only needed one in, in overtime on Friday, scored one, one minute, eight seconds in overtime. Um, Michigan got a point there and then comes back on Saturday. And in the first period, they were dominated for the first 14 minutes of the game. Minnesota scores in the first five minutes. Um, absolutely controls play and then but like I think even Aaron said this last week with this talent they just need a couple breaks to and a couple of rushes to, to get their offense going and, and they have the still to finish and they, they did uh, two nice setups by, by Michigan to take a two to one lead into the first intermission added a goal in the second and third period and despite Minnesota firing shots left and right uh, Michigan was able to come away with a four to one win and uh, heads back out on the road, tied for first place now. So that's it's going to be inter- interesting finish down the stretch here. They do play Ohio State, which is tied with Michigan, while all, all of Michigan's Olympians will be in Beijing. So that's going to be a tough little series there. But yeah, Michigan's in the thick of it. And they, they've never won the Big Ten regular season since the Big Ten formed in, I think, 2014. So this will be an opportunity for them to, to do it. Very good. That's our winter sports update. We'll be back again later this week or next week with with more and of, of course if there's anything any breaking news on harbaugh um you can check it out on mlive.com slash wolverines thanks for listening <laughs>